When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Avoid rising energy prices and get a smarter home energy solution with B Solar. Visit B.Solar and GLG Greenlife Group. Leaders in property services and open space management at glgcorp.com. The first serve, your home of tennis. Centre court, a rectangle of grass right at the heart. Place where it starts. Measured 78 by 36, 100 years. One net, two sticks. It's a simple lawn, unadorned but revered and adored. That is so good. A living surface marked in chalk and lime, grass roots stretching through 100 years of time. Players emerge. Quiet, please. Pauses. Applause. The pop of the strings and all eyes on the court where champions are born and historic tales told. The next 100 years about to unfold. The stage awaits. Second serve for Barty. For the championship, Plishkova's backhand goes to the slice of Barty up the middle of the court. Plishkova's forehand is in. Exchange from the back. Plishkova into the net, and Ash Barty is a Wimbledon champion. It doesn't happen every day that an Australian becomes a Wimbledon champion. It's a moment we should cherish. What an unbelievable fortnight from the world number one. And not only is a Roland Garros champion, she's also now a coveted Wimbledon champion. The first since Yvonne Gulagong Cawley from an Australian female point of view back to 1980 in the tears while she are coming down her cheeks. And this crowd will give a standing ovation for quite some time. Bravo, Ashbarty. Tremendous courage, tremendous play, great composure to reset in that first set, now we see her on her haunches, in tears, her box is in tears, we see Billie Jean, Martina Navratilova, the Royal Box, full of applause, just a tremendous performance, wonderful to see, I even think I see maybe a trickle of a tear in the eyes of Brett Phillips there. (laughs) Well she is a star. She's got all the humility you love about sports people. She's going to take the climb up to the box. We saw Pat Cash do it all those years ago in 1987. 
She's trying to find a way to get up to those who love her the most, who are with her every day, working at being the best version. And she'll embrace all those in her players' box with the biggest of hugs. A Wimbledon champion. Good evening, everybody. Welcome along to the first serve on this uh, Monday as the championships are about to uh, get underway. And some uh, pictures coming in from London. The uh, sun is out, which is magnificent. The grass, always exceptionally green. The crowds are building. I've just been on text with a couple of people who are outside the gates, queuing up, trying to get in back to full capacity Wimbledon uh, this year. Welcome to the first serve. It is your home of tennis every Monday night, an extended 90-minute edition. Uh, Brett Phillips with you as we kick off Wimbledon 2022. Your call, certainly welcome tonight, one 736 736 Your text on 0433981116. All thanks to Tennis Direct, Australia's favourite online tennis store, fast delivery, great prices, free delivery on orders if you spend over $150. Go to their website tonight, tennisdirect.com.au. You'll get that nice little 10% discount store-wide using the promo code FIRSTSERVE10. So on the B-Solar menu tonight, it's all about the championships and uh, your calls, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We're hopefully about to go to award-winning journalist Courtney Walsh in just a couple of moments, who is on the ground uh, like he was at the uh, French Open. We'll also get across and have a chat to Zoe Hines's coach, Michael Legazzo. She's got a tough assignment on the opening day. And Paula George, we love Paula. She's come all the way from Glasgow. She's down. She's out there queuing. She loves JP Smith like no one else on this planet. She's going to be on the grounds uh, for us as well. I would love to be there myself. The last time I went to Wimbledon, 2019, 220, I got called off. Uh, last year, it was a little tough for us still to travel, as you heard there. Courtney Walsh and I had the privilege of calling across the SEN network, Ash Barty's unbelievable win. I'd love to get back there. I took up an opportunity with Channel 9 here in Australia last year to cover the majors from uh, their Melbourne studio, which I'll do again this year, but uh, certainly I'd love to get back to SW19. It might be uh, next year. Courtney Walsh, uh, let's uh, connect with a man who has covered many at Wimbledon. Uh, Walshie, hopefully we've got you there. A, a very good morning to you over there in London. Yeah, hi, Britt. Uh, lovely to be with you. I'm hoping all is well at your end. Um, it's a beautiful day here uh, in London. A little overcast, but the sun's out. And uh, I'm expecting some great tennis to come. No doubt. Walsh, you've arrived over the last uh, couple of days. What does Wimbledon 2022 sort of feel like? It, it, it has been a, a, a different build-up, obviously, with the rankings points and the political side of things, but not too many are missing. There are the ones who are missing because they're not allowed to play, but everyone else just about is there. Yeah, look, it, it is an interesting point. I, I know that Nick Kyrgios yesterday touched on uh, Medvedev and, and Rublev and, and Hashinov not being here, for example, and, and you don't have Victoria Mazarenka or, or Kazankina. But uh, to be fair, by and large, it absolutely feels like the tournament is progressing, well, about to begin and, and about to hit the ground running doesn't feel like there's a lot of difference. You look at the, the legends who are here, you know, Nadal, uh, Djokovic, uh, Serena Williams, uh, there's some 15 Aussies in action, so we think there'll be you know, lots and lots of uh, interest in our local hopefuls. Andy Murray's back, 
it's uh, to, for mine, you know, the, the touches around the ground, the ground start preparing. Uh, it looks immaculate as always. Yep. And I think that we'll have a fabulous fortnight of tennis ahead. Uh, no, no doubt about that. I, there's always great storylines that come out of uh, Wimbledon. Just, just to set the scene for the Aussies uh, today, for those who are looking to park themselves in front of the, the TV tonight on the screens of Nine Stand Sport, you'll see uh, all the Australians across all the courts. Uh, there's a few out early and a few into the early hours. So uh, Max Purcell, John Milman, Astra Sharma, they're all on the same court. Thanasi Kokonakis will be... Uh, second up on uh, his court over the next uh, couple of hours. But we might start with uh, Max Purcell. Let's have a quick listen to Max, who qualified uh, for the first time in singles. Surreal. Um, I haven't been playing a whole lot of singles this year, so to kind of, you know, get a, uh, three matches in at Wimbledon to play my first ever singles is, yeah, it's unreal. I can't believe it. Yeah. And what, I guess you've been there to play doubles, but what are your best memories of Wimbledon? Um... Last year, Luke and I made the, the third round. It was a pretty special get to be that second kind of week with a few rain delays. Um, but, yeah, I guess just the difference of this, um, from this venue to that venue is just so special getting to go there. So I'm actually really excited for singles this year and, and doubles, not just doubles. Yeah. And any particular court you're most looking forward to playing on, if possible? Um, obviously, you want to play on centre court, but um, I, could, I couldn't care less, you know. He's there. Uh, well, she, he's there. And um, he's got a, a tough first round up against Adrian Manorino, the crafty Frenchman. Absolutely. Look, he sets off its really Australia court, uh, court 14 today with per, uh, Purcell up first and then Milman uh, and then Sharma. He was in really good spirits, not surprisingly, uh, when we sp- spoke to him on late, uh, late on Saturday afternoon here, Max. A tremendous effort to get through qualifying. He spoke about the difficulties of trying to balance the schedule in terms of his singles and his doubles because... Yeah, his, his doubles has been superb. Uh, you know, he's a former finalist at the Australian Open. But he really does want to play singles. And, and I know you've had him on the program before and, and he's, yep. he's talked about that. But he says, you know, you've, you've got to really balance out how you, how you balance it. You know, some weeks he'll play singles and trying to get you know, entry into, say, challenges, for example, as he, as he pushes up towards, look, let's hope he can make a top 100 breakthrough. But other weeks the money is so good in terms of doubles where he's thinking, well, hang on, if we can qualify for the end of season championships... Mm. You know that, that's that's a significant boost boost in terms of uh, you know what it can do for the next year in terms of prize money, but also it's a significant boast. Like if you if you can play an end of season championship in singles or doubles, it's a wonderful thing. So yep. he's finding that a tricky balance. But I think what we saw last week in qualifying where he performed really well, and, and you know he said he, but you know pretty tight and tough uh, at different stages, but able to come through. Manorino, as we know, is a very, very crafty player. You, you touched on that. The, the lefty, it's a, it's a different ball to, I suppose, you would usually see in the tour. It's a lot flatter. Uh, I know he knocked off Jordan Thompson, I think, a couple of years ago in, uh, in a tournament in the Netherlands yep. on grass to win, win the title there. He's been around for a long, long time. So it's certainly a hard ask, but we know that Max, he really fights and he's got great hands and more than capable of testing... Uh, a lot of very, very good players. And, and let's hope that he's de- it's a debut to remember in terms of the major at Wimbledon. So Max out on court in about 20 minutes' time to kick off the Aussie charge. Uh, John Millman is always a favourite. Uh, we, we love him, Walshy, because you put a microphone in front of John Millman and he gives you quantity and quality. He's got a tough match. Miamel Ketchmanovic, uh, 30 in the world. Here's John Millman going into round one. 
He's a really good player. I played him in Belgrade not long ago. I thought it was probably actually one of my better matches of the year. We, we slugged it out for two and a bit hours in a really physical conditions in his home uh, home city. But he's a really good player. On the, on the up, he's got raw power. Um, when you watch him, he can create and generate so much power from anywhere on the court. And he's a, he's a good bloke. He's actually a good, a good one of my mates uh, on the tour. So... Looking forward to it. It's going to be a big test. I think um, trying to get it out of his slot's not the easiest thing on the grass courts. But, yeah, I understand his game pretty well. I don't have to kind of over-prepare going into it. Really looking forward to it. I think once you get on the court, that competitive instinct kind of takes over, and that'll be the same for him also. Um, just got a lot of respect for him because, you know, he's one of the, the young up-and-coming kids on, on, the, on the block. But he's all, always... You know, he doesn't have that kind of cocky arrogance we see. You know, he's very confident in himself. Yeah, you know, he gives you the time of day, which, uh, you know, some of the, the, the young ones don't. So, look, he's a, he's a good guy. He's a very good player. I know that when, when we cross over the court, you know, um, we'll, be, we'll be ready to go and, and wanting to, to beat each other up. So John Milman, Mimir Kecmanovic, Serbia. Give us a, a take on that one. That'll be second up after Max Purcell on the Aussie court, as you've dubbed it, Walshie. Look, I must say that uh, John will always give us a time of day and that's always a, a really positive thing. And as you said, he, he does speak at length. Other factor is that the grass is... <coughs> sorry, excuse me. The grass is clearly greener on this side of the English Channel. When we spoke to John up in Paris a few weeks ago, he looked exhausted. Eyes were red. He'd had some really tough dealings in relation to yeah, the decisions involving ranking points, etc. players. And mm. he just looked absolutely fatigued. He's arrived in arrived at Wimbledon. He looked as fresh as a daisy on Friday. Uh, sorry, on Saturday when we spoke to him, uh, you know the eyes were, were clear. He looked in good spirits. He said the back that's been a real issue for him for, for quite a while. Once he got onto the grass, he said it's better for him. So he, he feels a lot better in himself in terms of how he's been you know, feeling compared to I suppose months previously. And I think that his form has been very solid. Now, that we know that Kimanovic is clearly a very good player. The Serbians showed that at the Australian Open uh, earlier this year and, and, and a player on the rise. Yep. But John is in good shape. Now, you know, some guys are going to get the better of him, but I think he's going to make him play a lot of balls today. And if the grass, you know, he's, he's had success here in the past in terms of second and third rounds, played some really good matches. And I hope that we see the best of him. And I think he can really push the seed. I, I think he's certainly some chance of an upset because he just looks in good spirits, and, and, he, and he certainly looked revived and refreshed, which is great to see. We certainly hope so. Stick with us, Walshie. We're going to squeeze a break in. We're going to come back with you on the other side. Courtney Walsh is live on the grounds of SW19, the most famous postcode in tennis, all thanks to AATC, Australasian Academy of Tennis Coaches, providing quality coach education right across the globe. So courses are delivered by industry leaders and tennis business owners. You can learn locally, coach globally, internationally endorsed. Check them out at AATC. Dot tennis back with more of our Wimbledon preview next. Let the sun pay for your electricity with a 6.6 kilowatt solar system from B Solar. Visit B.Solar and GLG Greenlife Group, leaders in property services and open space management at glgcorp.com. The first serve, your home of tennis. Great to have your company on this Monday night. Brett Phillips in the chair, 90 minute uh, Wimbledon edition, of course. Uh, through the slams, we always go a little bit longer. The championship's about to get underway. Uh, for uh, day number one, eight Australians out of our 15 overall will be 
uh, taking to the court, as we've uh, mentioned, of course, already, uh, Max Purcell. John Millman will be out on uh, court number uh, 14, and uh, Astra Sharma is going to be out on uh, that court as well. Just before we go back to uh, Courtney Walsh, let's have a listen to Astra Sharma, who qualified for the championships, hoping to make it third time lucky to win in the first round. That's exactly what you want from a final round qualifying match. So, no, I'm really happy with that. And, yeah, the level was super high, so it was really good. When you wake up on the... I mean, you've played at Wimbledon, what, three times, I think, already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, So you have been there. But nonetheless, when you wake up on the morning of final qualifying and you know it's kind of... It's now or never. Does that change the way this match... You approach this match compared to lots of others? Uh, Yeah, I mean, look, last year I got to final round and then lost after being a set and a breakup, and it was pretty heartbreaking. And this time I just wanted to come out and not worry about the result and just try and do the things I've been working on. And, um, yeah, and the rest will take care of itself. But, yeah, I mean, it was was such a good match with the heat and everything. It just became a little bit fitness-related, so, yeah, it was good. A quick word about her as well. She's 16 years old. I mean, a lot of people are talking about her as a prospective big star of the future. What, what, what's your thoughts? I mean, 100%. She's 16, and I mean, like, I was nowhere close to where she was. So, yeah, she's obviously she's mentally tough, physically in really good shape, and, like, hits a big ball, I think. She's got all, all the attributes of a really good player. So, so what do you do between now and Monday? Uh, just, uh, first of all, I'm going to kicked out of my Airbnb. You've been kicked out? <laughs> no, I couldn't. It's just so full, so I just got to find a place to stay right now. You've got now. nowhere to stay tonight? Yeah, so, no, 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 we do. We have to find somewhere for tomorrow, so we're just going to hustle and try and figure that out now. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I'm sure, listen, just just turn up at the, at the desk and say, look, I've just qualified for Wimbledon. Can I have a room? And they'll find somewhere for you. Yeah, hopefully so. Well, she found, the, I think, the penthouse suite uh, somewhere from the uh, little <laughs> Airbnb. Uh, while she rejoins us at uh, Wimbledon, of course, uh, where the uh, sun is out amongst the, the cloud. Uh, Tatiana Maria, first up, a mum, 34. How do you see that match up, Courtney? Yeah, it's an interesting one, Brett. Um, you know, Astra, she said uh, when talking to us on the weekend that, look, grass is not her best surface, which I guess you look at her serve and you look at her athleticism, you know that she can come to the net and play well, and you think, wow, you'd think that she's naturally suited. But she does take some big cuts of the ball. You know, her best tennis has come on clay where she's had a little bit more time to, I suppose, to, to prepare. But I think that, you know, provided she gets off to a good start against Maria, it's not necessarily the worst draw. So, you know, let's hope that she can really find her form early on. Just a little alarm, Brett. The, uh, the weather's just starting to cloud over here oh. a little bit. So let's hope she can get on the court. Um, I just noticed that, actually. But, yeah. no, she's certainly playing. Uh, I think she played really well through qualifying. Let's hope this is the tournament where she can make a breakthrough at Grand Slam level. We know she's had some heartbreaking losses where she's been in some strong positions and, mm. and just not quite been able to finish it off in Grand Slams. It'd be nice to see her get a win today over Maria and, and get on the roll and sort of display the potential or fulfil the potential we know she has. Uh, I couldn't have said it any better while she... I just saw uh, the weather looking a little uh, darker. That's Wimbledon. Uh, that's London uh, for you, hot and cold. Uh, we've got a couple of minutes here while she... So just a, a snapshot of the rest... Um, uh, in succinct fashion. Kokonakis, do you feel confident he can get it done against Myshek? Sorry, just lost you for a second there, Brett. Can you repeat that? Yeah, Kokonakis. We'll, we'll go through these pretty quickly with a couple of minutes up our sleeve here. Kokonakis, Myshek, do you, you feel confident about Thanasi? Look, he he certainly seemed a little concerned uh, by the lead-in after that bad fall at Surbiton. 
a, a few weeks ago. Yep. Uh, you know, he said the knee really hurt, the hip really hurt, and we know with his injury history, that's far from ideal. Mm. Uh, you know, it certainly shook him up a little bit. I had a good look at him practicing with uh, against Goffin on uh, on Saturday here on uh, on court number fourteen, and he looked like he was moving pretty well. He looked like he was hitting the ball quite soundly, quite superbly. Um, I think you know, Marshall had a good. Good performance in Melbourne earlier in this year. Earlier this year, but I'd love to see Fanasi serve big. Uh, okay. If you can get that forehand going, well, you know that if you can deliver that one-two punch, he's going to be very, very hard to beat. And wow, it, you know, he talked about the prospect of potentially playing three-time defending champion in the second round. What an experience that would be! Yep. Uh, I'd love to see him get through here. Be fantastic. Would be brilliant. Uh, Maddie Inglis, Darius Seville, uh, Zoe Heisel. We'll have a chat to Michael Degaza, her coach, uh, very soon. She's got the tough assignment of the day, Maria Sakari. And in about a minute, while well, she, uh, James Duckworth, centre court, Andy Murray, they could compare surgeries over the years. Give the duck any chance at all? Look, just a, a couple of, uh, I think, amazing experiences for Zoe Hives, as, as we've touched on, being so unwell a couple of years ago, unable to make it to the to the letterbox to to uh, you know to to due to the uh, the pops the energy the blood disorder that she had it really affected her. So to see her black back playing, she said she had the worst match of her career you know a few weeks ago in Madrid. To then be able to come through qualifying, obviously really unfortunate for Priscilla Hunt that she was playing the last round of qualifying uh, who had food poisoning and had to pull out. That was unfortunate for her, but for you know, the silver lining is that it gives Zoe Hives a, a real chance to okay. to show what she's made of yep. at Wimbledon. It's a, it's a dream come true. She, like Sharma, Astra Sharma, was trying to find some accommodation, etc. <laughs> so that was uh, not the, probably the ideal preparation, but it's not a bad problem to have. Look, as for James Duckworth, it's you know he, he obviously had that difficulty earlier this year with injury after such a strong year. So he's very much on the... We hope so. Know, he's still trying to find his best tennis again after playing so well. But to come up against Andy Murray on centre court. It's an amazing experience. It's one to treasure. I'd love to see him serve big and, and really yep. you know, club that forehand, get to the net. Murray has a question mark around, you know, about how fit he is as well. You know, having uh, having started the grass court season very well, but then having a little niggle and, and, and withdrawing and sort of not playing since. So, you know, he'll go out there thinking he's got to be some chance. Interestingly, Nick Kyrgios yesterday did say that when he played against Murray yep. uh, in Stuttgart a, a few weeks ago, it's pretty, you know, two and six in a semi-final. Yeah, pretty tough. Uh, uh, well, she we might have to just leave it there, only because uh, we've got to uh, get a uh, a heart out here. Courtney Walsh on the ground. More from Wimbledon right after eight o'clock. Fight back against rising energy prices with a six point six kilowatt solar system from B Solar. Visit B Solar and GLG Greenlife Group. Leaders in property services and open space management at glgcorp.com. The first serve, your home of tennis. It is certainly your home of tennis uh, right across uh, the SEN network uh, right throughout 2022, always here on a uh, Monday night. A special 90-minute edition with uh, Wimbledon uh, kicking off. I think we might possibly be slightly delayed. The weather has just turned uh, a little inclement over the last uh, 10 minutes or so. As mentioned there with uh, Courtney Walsh, we've got... A number of Australians who are scheduled to be out early. Max Purcell, it's going to be a tough one against Manorino. Crafty uh, Frenchman, we always use that line, a bit like, you know, the big serving John Isner. It's the crafty uh, Adrian Manorino who plays a very different style of tennis. 
when I think of Manorino, I just think of that incredible first set tiebreaker he played against Rafael Nadal at the Australian Open uh, this year, which went, uh, I think, about a good hour and a half. Uh, Milman, I mean, he's always going to be difficult to play Milman. We know he's going to compete, uh, but uh, Kecmanovic is a very, very good ball striker. They'll be zipping through the grass and not a lot of reaction time for John Astra. Sharma, I'd love to see a winner first round. We want to see a winner second or third round, Astra. She's got the game that could be inside the top 100 of uh, women's tennis, uh, Tatiana Maria. She's had a couple of careers in between uh, giving birth and has come back as a, a 34-year-old and uh, still got a hunger to compete. So she brings uh, plenty of experience. Um, I'd probably share Courtney's uh, view on uh, just Kokonakis uh, with that little fall he had at uh, Subaton on the grass a couple of weeks ago. He then had a little sabbatical, uh, but he has been in London for the best part of the last week and... We would certainly love uh, Kokonakis to go two or three rounds. So we've got a lot of Australians in this um, uh, bracket of sort of 70 to 90 odd, and this is where they can make their mark and win a couple of rounds and uh, elevate their ranking. So the Nasi up against uh, Camille Myshek a little bit uh, later on uh, today. Madison Inglis, that is a winnable match up against uh, Del McGelfie, the young Hungarian inside the top 100 for the first time this year, uh, but she's never played at Wimbledon, so... It's a whole new experience on the grass for the Hungarian. And we saw how, how well that Maddie played um, on uh, at the Australian Open uh, this year. She, uh, she certainly can compete against some of these better players. And this is a matchup that is certainly more favourable than taking on one of the big seeds. Uh, Darius Seville, I mean, she's the best in form. And that's probably the biggest tick uh, that you give today of all the Australians up against Victoria Tomova, the Bulgarian. Uh, Dasha should get the victory there. What a period she's had the first six months and hopefully by year's end she can be somewhere in the top 50. Uh, Zoe Heisel, will have a chat to Michael Legazzo, her coach, in the next uh, half hour. It's a, a tough one on paper up against uh, Maria uh, Sakari, the uh, fifth seed. So we'll um, wait and see uh, just how that one pans out a little bit later on. I mean, Zoe's coming back from injury again, just trying to get herself... Uh, back out on the tour, so uh, fingers crossed certainly for uh, Zoe Hives and yeah, the duck up against Andy Murray. He'll have the uh, British crowd uh, certainly uh, roaring for him to try and win Wimbledon to 35. There is one man that's got a lot of belief still in Andy Murray, and that's Ivan Lendl, who's come back for a third stint as coach when a lot of coaches were knocking back an opportunity to work with Murray after he parted company with Jamie Delgado who went across to Shapovalov at the end of uh, last year. People may be thinking that there wasn't another Grand Slam tilt in Andy, but Ivan has come back. The training loads are a little bit different. Pushed him pretty hard. I think that's been a fair discussion behind the scenes. Smartly, of course, at 35 to manage all of that. Uh, John's in Elwood. He joins us on the first serve uh, tonight. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Good G'day, John. How are you going tonight? Going uh, very well. Um, I was just uh, just noticed that you guys are doing Wimbledon, but no no big story about all the bad players at Wimbledon this year. No big story in, in reference to what? All the bad players at Wimbledon. Yeah, no we're... no other tennis tournament has banned the players. No, we've been talking about it for uh, well probably the best part of six weeks. I haven't mentioned it in the first half hour, but we you know, it's been mentioned. Uh, to death. I mean, I'm happy, John, if you've got a, a view on it. It is, look, it's disappointing, certainly not to have uh, a lot of the top uh, quality Russians on the men's side with uh, Medvedev and Rublev inside that top uh, 10, uh, Sabalenka, 
uh, Azarenka and a few. Uh, what, what's your own view on it? I think it's an absolute disgrace. If, if all the, if the whole tennis community had banned them, that's one thing. But when one tournament decides that they can ban yep. certain players, that's an absolute disgrace, and you guys should be all over it. Because next year... <laughs> have you been listening, John? Decide... Hey, John, have you been listening for the past six weeks? <laughs> yeah, but six weeks, mate, you should be talking about people six weeks. If you talked about it six weeks ago, people now don't even know what's going on. You should be talking about it now when the tournament starts. All right. All right, John. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll dedicate a whole Wimbledon preview show to talking about the banned players. I mean, it's been uh, done to death. What else can we actually say about it? We can, we'll, <laughs> we're not going to influence... Uh, the powers to be over in the UK uh, right now. Once uh, Wimbledon make a decision, they don't uh, they don't relent on uh, that decision. Uh, we probably should be talking more, really, about the ATP and the WTA's position in banning the rankings points. I think that, in a sense, is um, you know just as, if not maybe a, a bigger talking point, uh, in, depending which side of the fence you're on. So anyway, I mean, I don't know what else we can say about it. The players are banned. It doesn't look like they're going to be banned from any other tournament. So it is a one-off around Wimbledon. They were free to play the lead-ups. They'll be free to resume uh, post-Wimbledon in a couple of weeks' time. And the only other uncertainty for the year is whether the United States is going to change their tune on Novak Djokovic. It seems unlikely. They'll probably allow him in. He is once again confirmed on the weekend that he's not going to get vaccinated. So there's a lot driving Djokovic across this fortnight. Not to be the world number one again. He's been there and done that. He's two behind Rafa. And if he can't get to New York later on uh, this year, he needs to strike in these two weeks at Wimbledon to bridge the gap to uh, Rafa. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 I just saw at the corner of my eye, Max Purcell about to uh, take to court. So it looks like the heavens um, have abated, which is uh, very, very nice... Uh, for now, as we just keep an eye on a number of screens that are in front of me at the moment, can't believe Chompers, Tony Jones is at Wimbledon. But I'm not. How can Jones eat a strawberry through those picket... <laughs> oh, Mario, you're magnificent. You know, Mario, we, we just... We love the contribution. I don't know how many texts you have sent, Essien, across the journey. I'm going to have to go visit Maslin Beach over in Adelaide. I just love it. Chompers. We'll see... You know, I don't quite have that privilege of, um, you know, he's probably flying first class over there, Chompers. I mean, he is, he's a guru, absolute guru at uh, Channel 9 along with Hitch. So while he's over there, we'll uh, we'll man the fort uh, back here at uh, at Channel 9. Don't you worry about that. Greg's in Strathbogie, beautiful Strathbogie. Uh, Gregory, welcome. Oh, mate, great to talk to you. You don't know the strongest brand of, uh, of coffee I could drink for tonight the next 14 days. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it funny? I don't drink coffee at all. I I cannot stand the taste of coffee. So people always ask me that question, Greg. How do you get through these hours, particularly during a slam? And the only answer I've got is it's just uh, absolute willpower somewhere within us. It's it's within us somewhere, uh, Greg. And I suppose that varies from individual to individual. But you won't get me drinking coffee on the radio, mate. You're not allowed to say that. I'm only kidding. But we do want to set up a crowding fund. It, it's unbalanced without you being at Wimbledon, mate. So I'm willing to donate the first five bucks to get you to Wimbledon next year. Because <laughs> I reckon there you walk the streets and walk the courts and everybody knows you're Mr. Tennis, mate. We, we need you there next year. How's that sound? <laughs> uh, you're too kind. 
You're too kind. You always come in and pump me up far too much, uh, Greg. But I do, I do appreciate it. And uh, look, the first serve might just move to Europe uh, and, and set ourselves over there, where we're far more near the uh, the epicenter. But look, a great opportunity to do some stuff for Channel Nine uh, here, and you make those calls. But yeah, no doubt, I'd love to get back on the road and and be at the majors, and we'll uh, we'll address that um, uh, next year. I think John's kept going on the text. How pathetic are you? He said because we're not spending an hour talking about the banned Russians and the Belarusians. My goodness, John, we've got to move on, don't we? We can't do anything about it. We can't change the decision, my friend. It is done. It's uh, out of our control. Let's have a listen to a few more of our Aussies who are competing, of course, across this fortnight at uh, SW19. Uh, Jamie Fuller. So I love the story of Jamie Fuller. She's got to where she wanted to get to. And it's only halfway through the year. So she's already up to 150 in the world. She's won 15 of her last 16 matches, got through qualies. I was um, uh, talking to her sister, Chrissy, who's over there supporting. I know Bill listens in, uh, Dad, to our show every week and follows us on uh, social media. And we hope Jamie Furless can have a, a great run. But let's have a listen to the Melbourneian. Yeah, it feels pretty good. I um, totally know what to feel right now. Shaking a little bit, but um, yeah, it's it's unreal to know that all the hard work I've put in over the past couple of years is starting to pay off. And uh, what a privilege to play in a manger of Wimby. It's pretty cool. So yeah, super excited. You seem to have really good support from uh, a few of the other Aussie tennis players there. There seems to be such good camaraderie between all of you. Does that make a difference? Yeah, honestly, we have such a great group of Aussie girls. But yeah, we're all pretty close and we all support one another. And at the end of the day, we all play for one nation. And I know it's an individual sport, but at the same time, you want your friends to do well. So yeah, it's cool. What makes Wimbledon so special to you? Um, Honestly, I think just it being so prestigious. And I think... You don't really realise until you get here and you put on your all-whites because I'm someone that doesn't play in all-whites, so it's such a special feeling and just to be able to play on grass, it's unbelievable. And, yeah, really honoured to, yeah, play in qualies and to also now make my main draw debut, so it's pretty cool. Main draw debut indeed. So she's got Kirsten Flipkins, who's using a special ranking, 36 years of age, who, uh, what, got to about 23 in the world a number of years ago, Flipkins. Uh, She's actually retiring after this Wimbledon campaign. So as much as we don't want to dampen the retirement and send her out early, the fact of the matter is we do. (laughs) We do. We want Jamie Foolis certainly to win uh, that match. So live at 150, she's 36 and 13 this year. Can she get to the top 100? She has got the ball striking capability that could certainly see her get there. Uh, Max Purcell and other in Manorino, they're warming up as the first of the Aussies are uh, taking to court uh, for a big uh, day one. Uh, let's have a listen to a few more of the other uh, Aussies, if I can just uh, find my uh, esteemed paperwork, which has uh, disappeared amongst a, a truckload. Uh, thank you, John. You're still going on the text. You are in good form uh, tonight. Alex uh, Demonorn, let's have a listen to the Aussie uh, number one. I know all the talk is always about Kyrgios. Uh, regardless of rankings, Australian... So we'll always think, you know, Nick is our, our best chance. And we'll, we'll talk about Kyrgios and hear from him uh, later in the hour. But uh, the Demon comes in after a semi-final in Eastbourne and he's got a much better first round than he did 12 months ago. Yeah, it's probably a, a little bit different this year round for me. We're staying at a house. It feels a bit more kind of relaxed, uh, a bit more homey. It should be a quite interesting experience. I've got my family here with me, so it should be a lot of fun. Is that all, all, the, all the siblings? Or? Yeah, yeah, actually my brother 
my brother had to stay in Amsterdam. He's got some exams to do. But uh, apart from that, I've got uh, two of my sisters. My mum's here. Yeah, we're all staying in a house, and it's uh, you know, a happy, happy family. Home cooking, or is it? Yeah, well, uh, we we've had a little bit of that. We've been staying at the house since uh, Queens, so yeah. we had a bit of home cooking there. Yeah, we'll change it up. But it's always good to kind of stay at a house. It's a different feel. We live kind of out of a suitcase for a lot of the year. We're staying in small apartments, hotel rooms, so it's good to get your space and be more chilled out. I'm liking my preparation coming in. Hopefully I can execute my game plan and, and worry on, on about my side of the court. I've done a lot of tennis. My body's gone through a fair bit of tennis, uh, long matches fine-tuning I, I guess and biggest thing is to uh, arrive relaxed and ready to, to battle five sets play the bigger points uh, a little bit better uh, I think um, you know I'm doing all the right things just uh, seems those big points just aren't coming my way so I've just got to focus on that try to play them better maybe a bit more aggressive uh, a bit more confident and you know, just keep asking the questions. Ultimately, that's all I can do. If I put myself in the right position and do the right things, then you know, you're giving yourself the best possible chance to achieve the right goal. Playing the bigger points better. That's the, the key takeaway from uh, that chat with Alex uh, Demonor. We know he can compete. There's no doubt about that. It's just been able to, against these better players, be able to step it up another notch. Now, that's not easy. The frame that he's got up against these bigger hitters, they get uh, more value off their serve. They get more value off the ground. Demon Orr will uh, try and rush them. He'll try and take the time away. Uh, but Hugo Delian uh, from Bolivia, if he can't beat Delian in the first round, it's a major step back. What's ahead? Possibly a Jack Draper, the uh, big Brit, who's uh, gee, had a good uh, six to 12 months in round two. Maybe a Schwartzman in round three. Diego Hasn't always been the best grass quarter. Five and six win-loss. He's exited twice uh, in that third round as a best. And then if he gets that far um, on a collision course with Matteo Berrettini, the big Italian, who made the final last year, won on grass the last couple of weeks, he is in a very, very good form. We'll uh, take a break. We'll come back and continue to check in with the Aussies. We're trying to connect with Paula George from the Smithy Natus. She's out in the queue trying to actually get in. And Michael Legazzo, the coach of Zoe Hives, also to join us, thanks to Hume Tennis and Community Centre, it's a mini Melbourne park. So it's out in Melbourne's north, wherever you're listening around the country tonight. It's got tennis for everyone. It's perfect also for coaches and players. So if you're coming from here to state, you're training, competing, bringing your group, there's about 18 courts there. It's very close to Melbourne Airport. There's accommodation available. I've seen it. It's, uh, well, not quite the uh, the penthouse, uh, but it's a very, very nice setup. Uh, find out more at humetennis.com.au. Let the sun pay for your electricity with a 6.6 kilowatt solar system from B Solar. Visit B.Solar and GLG Greenlife Group. Leaders in property services and open space management at glgcorp.com. The First Serve, your home of tennis. Welcome back to The First Serve. Brett Phillips tonight, happy to take your calls, uh, whichever direction you want to go in. Uh, 1300 736 736, we're underway for Wimbledon 2022. Of course, you can catch it right throughout the night on the screens of uh, Channel 9 and on uh, Stan Sport. Eight Australians in action. Max Purcell is the first one out. Adrian Manorino, the Frenchman, has just uh, held serve. So we'll keep an eye on uh, Max, of course, to be uh, followed on that court by John Millman and uh, Astra Sharma. Thanasi Kokonakis will be out uh, fairly early in the next uh, couple of hours and uh, plenty 
of Australians uh, in action. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. So pretty much dedicating uh, tonight's show to Wimbledon. Uh, plenty bubbling around in the UTR space. We will have Lawrence Robinson from Tennis Australia back with us in the studio uh, for a, a good 45 minutes to an hour uh, next Monday night. Uh, because we do need to uh, pull apart the hottest topic in Australian tennis a lot further. Yes, Wimbledon uh, is our eyes uh, tonight, but for the people here in Australia who are at the coalface of their clubs, uh, UTR is really bubbling around. Um, I can't tell you how big the pile of correspondence uh, I've got in front of me just to uh, to work through and to make sense of it all and uh, to get the popular opinion. And I just keep hearing the word shambles, which is not uh, overly... Uh, complimentary. Uh, certainly one player that's uh, not shambles, or she wasn't 12 months ago, was Isla Tomlanovich, who uh, got to a quarterfinal, then ran into Ash Barty, of course, but it was her best-performed uh, Grand Slam Isla, and we hope that she can certainly put her best foot forward. 44 in the world, so she takes on Jill Teichman, uh, lefty from uh, Switzerland, who's coming off her best uh, major at the French, having uh, made the fourth round, but really nothing separating these two in rankings. Uh, let's have a listen to the Aussie number one on the women's side. Practice with her a few times, but you know she's been having a great year, and and I think the lefty is always tricky on the grass. So hopefully, you know, I I don't have any lefty practices lined up until Monday or Tuesday, so I'm gonna have to deal with it once I get on court. But um, I'm just excited to get going here. So many special memories, and uh, you know. Last year was just proof that you know great things can happen if you if you just play well and don't give up and keep going. So I'm going to try to have the same tactic for this year. The whole point situation is making the pressure a bit, I don't know, strange. Uh, it's a very strange feeling coming into this Wimbledon, but at the same time, I know that I'm the type once I get on court. Um, I never think of points or anything else other than just wanting to win and that competitiveness kicks in so um, just knowing that I've had a good run and my best slime result here last year I'm just trying to draw the positives because that's really you know I, I'm gonna try to help myself as much as I can coming into this tournament oh it was incredible I mean I played 16 games on center court uh, I wish it was a bit more but you know it was just so special to share the court with Ash and um, now that you know she's not playing anymore I'm glad I had that moment but it just kind of makes you hungrier and you want to you want to repeat you know just to have more matches on that special special court well, is it all about confidence or did you take other things as well it's definitely confidence but it's also if you I remember you know I I was not in a bad spot last year but I just felt like things weren't really happening and I remember thinking, you know what, I'm just going to make a goal and I want to win the first round and, and do, you know, that was my main goal. So once I did that, I was like, okay, usually what I do is I'm like, well, now I want to win the next one too. And if I don't do that, then I'm, it's a disappointment. And I was like, look, I did what I kind of set my goal as and now whatever, I'm just going to try my hardest to, to get to the next round and without any kind of pressure of just being really hard on myself because that's kind of what kills me the most it's just that I'm kind of my worst enemy sometimes and I'm all I got out there so I'm trying to kind of change that and, and be be my own best friend in the moments that I need it so just sticking through it and, and really believing that you can do it without thinking about the end result which is very hard to do yeah interesting insights from Isla she has been a 
own worst enemy at times, uh, being pretty hard on herself, getting down in matches, not able to uh, recover. But uh, technically, I think as as good as anyone out there off uh, both wings. And uh, she played the grass really, really well last year. She had to deal with Emma Redekanu as well, who was having this incredible run. Uh, the young Brit, 330 on in the world with a delirious crowd, and she was able to uh, silence the crowd. And then obviously it was always going to be a tough assignment to go up against uh, Ash Barty to try and uh, dethrone her attempts to uh, win Wimbledon, which she, of course, went on to do. Daryl, I need to acknowledge a couple of your texts that have come in. Will there be a first-time winner of the men's singles? Sick of the same guys winning the title year after year. Well, I think that the two best, uh, Daryl, in the frame right now are Berrettini, who made the final last year, missed the clay court season, but has been in superb form on the grass, the big Italian. So he he certainly stacks up. And the other one is uh, Hubert Hercatch. Uh, the big pole who uh, beat Federer in the quarters last year, uh, lost to Djokovic in the semis, uh, won a title on the grass uh, a couple of weeks ago. He played sublime tennis. We were talking about it a week ago. Big Hubie, he was great from the back, uh, volleyed with conviction, got that big wingspan, 6'6", really tough to pass. And they're the two best, I think, who are in really good form that could maybe upset the apple cart of... Djokovic and we just don't know quite where uh, Rafa's going to sit I, I think physically I think he's going to be okay but uh, we know that you know Wimbledon has been a little unforgiving at times there's been a tough one uh, certainly for uh, uh, Nadal to win uh, Max Purcell in a real battle to hold serve in the opening Aussie ad on court at the moment uh, Juice uh, one love he trails Manorino so the first of the Aussies out in action today. Uh, Daryl, you also said my first experience at Wimbledon was watching Borg and McEnroe. I doubt I've seen a, a better match since. It's a pity that rivalry didn't extend much further than that uh, match. McEnroe's control of the ball using a wooden racket was unbelievable. And it's interesting, the reference there to uh, John McEnroe. So I'm watching Manorino, who's such a different style of player. And Max Purcell, it's not a bad matchup, actually, because Max loves to take the pace off the ball, doesn't try and crunch every single ball. And Manorino, he's a massager. He just massages the ball every corner, every little nuance of the court. And uh, it's always great to watch the guys who have got a uh, clear point of difference, uh, no doubt. You can go shopping if you're listening to us at tennisdirect.com.au, Australia's favourite online tennis store. Fast delivery, great prices, free delivery on orders over $150, 10% off if you use the code FIRSTSERVE10, all the goodies will be delivered to your front door wherever you reside around Australia. Michael Legazzo, very shortly, he is the coach of Zoe Hires. We'll check in with Michael and we'll also hear from Nick Kyrgios leading up to 9 o'clock. Rising energy prices with a 6.6 kilowatt solar system from B Solar. Visit B.Solar and GLG Greenlife Group. Leaders in property services and open space management at glgcorp.com. The First Serve. Your home of tennis. Welcome back to the first serve. Uh, Brett Phillips uh, tonight. Michael Legazzo in just a few moments. Hopefully the coach of uh, Zoe Hives. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We'll get to your calls in just a tick as well. Adrian Manorino, the Frenchman. Three games to love leading the one Aussie who has taken to court early doors on day one. Uh, Max uh, Purcell he did a, a great job to qualify, but has got a bit of a task uh, on his hand. Uh, there's a young 18-year-old who's not playing at Wimbledon this year, but uh, this is a name that all of you who love tennis need to jot down. James McCabe, who's actually in Malaga, Spain right now, trying to qualify for a challenger at the moment. And uh, he is three games to love 
strapping young man who's already up into the 500s and he is uh, certainly rising uh, thick and fast. Omar Jaseek is also uh, trying to qualify. So this is the uh, the same tournament uh, that Chris O'Connell is playing as the top seed who's decided to skip Wimbledon. He could have been almost the first uh, seed in qualies, decided to skip to go and play a challenger because there are no rankings points. And if he wins this week as the top seed, would be inside the top 100 for the first time. So that is one example because of the no rankings points where a player has made a call down the pecking order. Ellie and St Kilda, great to have you on the show. Oh, that was very quick. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say the ranking system of Wimbledon, like, you know, the whole thing with the, um, you know, how Wimbledon's not giving ranking points and, like, it's one thing not to give ranking points, but I don't understand why the system, the ranking system is so inflexible such that if a tournament misses out a certain year, players have to drop points. I just feel like, I actually don't even know exactly how the ranking system works. I've never been bothered oh, to figure it all out. But, it's, uh, but, but, but how does it make sense? How does it make sense that you have a full competition, you know, with, uh, you know, it's a very prestigious, makes a lot of money, and it's, they cannot adapt for a tournament that doesn't take place. I, I don't get that. Like, I don't understand why they can't make it as if the tournament never happens. And so, like, okay, players won't gain points from Wimbledon. They won't go up, but they won't go down either. Well, look, the rankings in tennis, it, it is quite quite tough to explain uh, all the components of uh, the rankings and how it works. I mean, players are gaining points, they're defending points, they're losing points on the 52-week uh, ranking uh, cycle. So, yeah, it's a tricky one to always uh, piece together on a, a week-to-week uh, basis. But um, it's interesting, isn't it, with uh, the the rankings? I mean, Kyrgios is – we'll hear from Nick a little bit later on, but – you know, he's never he stated that he never really, you know, plays for rankings points. Never looks at that. I mean, that I don't quite believe that. I mean, he would have sat there before going to Indian Wells and Miami, knowing that I've got to get my ranking back up. Otherwise, I won't be at Wimbledon uh, come the middle of the year. He was languishing outside the top one hundred. He needed to have a good run uh, through uh, a, a couple of tournaments. So, yeah. We might, in fact, just on that, we might bring in Michael Legazzo, the coach of uh, Zoe Highs, who's been good enough to join us. She will be out in action today, back from injury, done a great job to qualify. She's got a, a big assignment taking on uh, Maria Sakari. Hey, Michael, great to have you on the show. Hey, Brett, thanks for having me. You, you sound like you in transit to SW19? Yeah, we are, actually. We're on our way to the venue Um Later start today, so we're heading a little later for a, a warm-up at one thirty our time, which I think is about 10.30 your time. Nice. Just before we get to the match-up today, we just had Ellie there talking about the rankings. I mean, it is a, it's a big talking point, isn't it? I mean, I'll just, I'll just sort of mention Chris O'Connell deciding to play Malaga this week, a challenger. Uh, but really, it hasn't deterred the players from wanting to play Wimbledon, still the prestige of a chance to win Wimbledon and the prize money obviously is still there. What's your own take on it? Um, yeah, look, it's it's something that we had to consider. Um, I think for Zoe, especially the points are, are crucial at the moment with her ranking where it is and having the protected ranking um, and having those eight tournaments to play to get it back up so she can get into some of these bigger tournaments. So it's it's something we spoke about, but at the end of the day, it's it's Wimbledon and you, you're going to play um, and we just back ourselves for other tournaments. But I think for those players that did well last year, 
who have points to defend and have to lose those points. So I, I think that's that's pretty harsh. But um, it's definitely been a discussion. But I mean, at the venue and and especially at the qualifying last week, you wouldn't even know yeah. that players weren't playing for points because the vibe and the intensity and the the pressure that was there was and and you only need to see the players who qualified and the way they reacted yeah. when they qualified that it really didn't mean something still. So I think at the end of the day, it's still a grand slam. And um, you want that opportunity to, to play in these, these events. No doubt. Uh, what about the assignment today? Uh, I mean, Zoe, using her protected ranking, of course, to get into qualies, gets the job done there. Um, you know, we sort of almost ignore the, the current ranking and what it is. I mean, it's, it's the comeback. And, you know, I, I ran into you down at the, the NTC a few weeks ago as Zoe was hitting plenty of balls, just trying to get her conditioning back to, to jump uh, back on the tour. So how, how have you seen the, the trip away so far and the way she's been playing? And, uh, Coach, if you can put your hat on and take us inside, well, I'm sure you're not going to give us the full game plan today, but just to give us a bit of a feel for the Sakari matchup. Yeah, it's great. We're excited. I mean, I think that was the, the kind of match you want to play on the big courts against the best players, and it's going to be an unbelievable test for her to see you know, where she's at, especially so early in her comeback. Um, I think leading into quality, she's only played seven full matches. Um and after so long out, you, you, we went into quality still a little unsure as to how she would go. And we focused on a few specifics in terms of how she wanted to approach it and just focus on those um, day in, day out. So, you know, attitude and the, the energy she brought and, and how she focused on each and every point. And it turned out really well. And she was able to turn her form around from the previous weeks. And, you know, the way I see it is I look at her now as, as, as that same vibe as before she stopped playing. There's yeah. that, that energy, that intensity, the, the hitting of the ball is it's great again. Um, so we're just excited. It's, it's an opportunity and, um, yeah, to see what we can do. And we're going in looking to win, looking to play well. Um, we're not going to take a backward step. And, you know, I think she'll enjoy it. I think uh, she likes playing on you know, in these big occasions, and especially the style of play that Sakari is. Mm. Um, I mean, she hits with me a lot, who hits a little bit heavier um, compared to most of the girls who hit flatter. So I think she'll be used to it. And, you know, we've done a bit of bit of scouting, had a look at her, and, and we're going with a little bit of a plan. But I think for her, it's more focusing on, on her and, and being the best version of herself on the court. Uh, that'd be terrific. We're talking to Michael Legazza, the coach of Zoe Highs. Maria Sakari, the matchup today. Michael here, thanks to Melbourne's leading synthetic grass court service and construction specialist, SD Tennis Courts. They're trusted by Melbourne tennis clubs and councils, so you can check them out at aste.com.au. Michael, you run your own coaching business here in Melbourne. You coach a lot of you know different players a lot uh, across different age groups, but Zoe has been with you as a partnership for you know quite. Uh, some time it's been stop start obviously with the injuries time on the tour time off the tour do you feel like uh, this time around it, it could be a real sustained period yeah very confident uh, I mean this is we've been working together for nine and a half years now so since I was 16 um, yeah we've had some setbacks and time off the court in that period but I think the time um, off the court the last couple of years gives you a new perspective and, and Zoe's come back a, a different person especially off the court um, and I'm seeing that on the court more and more so um, in the way she handles herself and the way she um, you know conducts herself and the way she wants to go about it and she's driving all of it and 
you know, we just need a bit of continuity with her body. And I think if we get that, um, the tennis is there. The tennis is a high level. Um, you know, Quali's last week, she showed that she can, you know, so early in her comeback that she can still, you know, hit a good ball and, and win some really, against some really good players. So I think we just need that continuity. And, um, you know, I think like a lot of stage after a long time out where their body just holds up a little bit longer, they're able to stay out on the court, get that confidence in themselves. Yep. And, you know, I'm confident that that's, that's what we'll, we'll see because I can see a different attitude with Zoe this time around. Fantastic. It's great to see. I mean, Michael, we've sort of chatted before. I mean, we have got, you know, we've got a large contingent of Australian female players that I think we all think who have got an eye for tennis. We, we feel like there's an upside to all of them. And everyone goes at this different uh, growth, uh, you know, period. Some early, some take a little longer. A lot of those players who are in that sort of 100 to 200 bracket, Zoe was able to get there. Uh, before the injuries uh, set in, so very capable of getting back there. Um, it's a, it's a group that's got a lot of potential. Yeah, and they're pushing each other. Like it was really good at qualies last week. All the girls were supporting each other, um, which I think showed in in having four quali. Um, and I, I look from a tennis perspective, they can all do it. They've all they all play at that level. There's not much difference between you know top. 50 player and, and these girls who are you know between one and 200 so i think it's just a belief um i think it's just getting out there and and once you you, you do it you have a few of those good wins i think you start to believe that, that you can do it and i think you know australians in general probably um maybe give others a little bit too much respect and i think they've just got to back themselves and have that attitude that they are good enough and that you know the person on the other side just like them has a racket in their hand um, the score starts at 0-0 zero, zero and, and just go in there and, and show them what they're made of. But I think that, you know, with a, with a bit of luck and, and the girls continually trying to push each other, I think, we, I think we'll see a bunch that move into the top 100. That'd be nice. That's what we would love to see. Michael, just before I let you go, uh, just, just Wimbledon. Just being at, at Wimbledon, I mean, I'm, I'm lucky enough I've been there a few times and... It's the place you always want to go back to as one of the first you know, stops when you jump on an aeroplane from Australia if you're naming your top five uh, destinations. But for those that have never been to SW19, just how do you sort of sum up Wimbledon? Um, if I was to sum it up in one word, I'd say majestic. Um, but I, it's been a dream of mine. This is my first time um, at Wimbledon at the main venue. I've been at the Qualies in Roehampton, which is a whole other world. Yeah. But just walking around, um, we got a, we got given a tour of, of the venue. So we actually, for the first time, I think they were giving players tours of the venue. So we were able to go into the clubhouse, the walk out to centre court, um, you know, the royal box, the royal area. So you get to see the behind the scenes and a real good look at, at what the venue is all about. And, and seeing it on TV, you, you see all these different things, but it, it just has an unbelievable vibe about it. There's a lot of history there. Um, and it's exciting, you know. I think the first day we were there, you just walk the grounds and you're just in awe of um, of everything you see. So it's, it's definitely, if, if it's if there are people out there who haven't been that that want to go, I would highly recommend it and make sure it's on your bucket list. Beautifully summed up. I reckon people are booking as they've just heard that magnificent, majestic uh, spiel. Thank you, Michael. Good luck to you and Zoe. Uh, we'll be up, uh, I'll be up all night with the, the nine stuff here, so uh, look forward to seeing the Sakari battle a little bit later on. 
Thanks, Brett. Take care. Thanks for your time. Michael Legazzo in transit with Zoe Hives uh, today up against Maria Sakri, the uh, fifth seed. Great to see uh, Zoe back. We were going to catch up with Paula George from the Smithy Notice, who's been trying to get in the venue. We just can't quite connect with Paula. That's uh, a busy, busy little mobile phone network around Wimbledon. Uh, the crowd's heaving again uh, today. Another one of uh, uh, fellow coach alongside Michael here in Melbourne is the great Shane Scrutton, Yarra Tennis Coaching at uh, Eaglemont Tennis Club uh, just off the Eastern Freeway. So have got junior and adult programs available. Shane, with over 30 years uh, coaching experience, his mission is to improve your game. So whether you're a beginner, a more seasoned player, or serious player, check out yarratennis.com.au. We'll be uh, back to wrap up. Avoid rising energy prices and get a smarter home energy solution with B-Solar. Visit B.Solar and GLG Greenlife Group. Leaders in property services and open space management at glgcorp.com. The first serve, your home of tennis. Well, not the first time I would have said this across the history of Wimbledon. 100 years of centre court. The covers are on. The covers are on. It's raining on day one of the championships. Uh, Max Purcell and... Adrian Menorino, the Frenchman in the early stages. Max in a little bit of strife. Uh, 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 what, three love down at last check. So we'll uh, wait and see how long the rain is going to stick around. It was forecast uh, for day one, sort of intermittent periods of rain. And uh, we'll be going to the uh, the replays. Uh, I always just love a sport. We used to, let's take you back to 1983. It's uh, you know, just recalling some of the great champions of the past. Uh, Nick Kyrgios, I'll let you listen to Nick and you can... Uh, have your own uh, taken thoughts as he spoke to the media ahead of uh, his Wimbledon campaign. Super excited. Uh, obviously, been playing some really good tennis on the grass and feeling good, mentally feeling ready. And when I was young, never thought I'd play almost 30 plus Grand Slams. So super proud to be here again. And it's just it's a special energy here, of course. From a load standpoint, I played a lot of tennis. And I don't think anyone kind of expected that. Obviously, having just, you know, probably the only player that's going to have like a two month break in the middle of the year and then come back for the grass. And I played a lot of matches, had some great results, um, beating some really good players. And I'm just happy where my level's at. And, you know, I just, I think I've had a, probably some of the best preparation I've had for a while on the grass load wise I'm happy with the amount of tennis I played obviously Mallorca had to pull out because the body was you know I could feel it getting a bit tired and you know there's no ranking points this week but it's still a week that I wanted to you know have highlighted and put all my focus into you know I don't want to be a type of player that's going to play all year long and I think you know living in from, from Australia I've said it so many times just so hard to find the balance between spending time with your family friends um, having that kind of normal lifestyle you know I don't want to be spending seven eight months on the road anymore I just don't want to be doing that it's not something that I really care about and rankings and all that I don't I don't it's not something I chase you know I mean I've played top 10 players in the world this year and, and made them look pretty ordinary I mean look I know where I in my game's at I know if I'm feeling confident I'm playing well I'm able to just light it up kind of whenever I want you know, I just got to pick and choose, you know, I'm, I don't play that often. So when I play now, I've got to make sure I'm having some good results and, and putting in my best effort. You know, if I'd figured that out earlier in my career, maybe the narrative may, may have been different. I'm proud to, to be where I'm at at the moment. Yeah, it's an amazing court, special energy about it. And obviously when you're about to walk out there, you think about all the past champions and, and the history of every kind of tennis player, their problems, their struggles to get to that moment. Pretty special court. So many different personalities have stepped out there and achieved some amazing things. But as for the clothes, I mean, I always want to wear all black. I don't think it's something that's going to change, but I don't know. I think it'd be cool to like allow like, you know, a black headband or a black sweatband. I think it would look cool, but obviously Wimbledon doesn't really care what looks cool. You know, there's people that are, you know, oh, I'm not going to play Wimbledon because of ranking points. I'm going to go play a challenger that week. Like when I'm sitting with my kids in the future, I'm not going to be proud to say I played a challenger instead of Wimbledon. I'll choose to play Wimbledon every day of the week. Good sleep, good rest. I think that's one, you know, make sure when your body's 
in good nick. But for me, if, if I'm serving well and I'm playing well, I can beat anyone. I mean, I have pretty much beaten everyone in the draw before. Not many people have gotten over the hump of winning a slam, you know, and I'm one of the people that has to deal with that every week. Like, oh, he's, you know, probably the, one of the biggest wastes of talent. Like, he should be winning slams. Like, not many people have actually gotten over that hump in singles. It's obviously something that I want to get over and, and, and hopefully one day. But I know from a confidence standpoint, I'm never low on that. But, you know, I've had some good runs here at Wimbledon and at the Australian Open, and I've always run into someone that's pretty much in their prime. You know, I played Murray here in the fourth round when he won the final 4-4-4. Four, four, and four. You know, he, he was in his prime. Um, you know, my draw was ridiculously tough to get there. Honestly, the best chance I've ever had to win a slam was against in 2000, when, 2015 when I made the quarterfinals. I had Rainich in the quarterfinals up a set and a break, and that's as close as I've been. I think I need to focus on the earlier rounds, make sure I get it done as quick as possible. But that's in, I'm not even thinking about winning it or anything at the moment. I'm just, you know, I've got another couple of days to just practice and feel good, and then we'll see what happens. Look, my, all my focus is in the singles at the moment. Not easy being me every day, social media and all this expectation, and trying to make sure I feel good for my hour practice with everything going on. You know, it's exhausting. I don't know if I'm going to put any sort of focus into my doubles yet. You know, I'm, I'm just really trying to get my preparations right. And, and feel good about myself and be positive about my singles and whatever happens happens there and for doubles you know we'll obviously have fun but I'm not focused on that right now to be honest I'm not really looking forward to playing best of five set doubles I think it's the stupidest thing ever to be brutally honest I don't know why it's best of five sets no one wants to play best of five sets doubles no one wants to watch best of five sets doubles I'm excited but I'm also dreading the fact that if it's one set all I'm gonna have to be playing three more sets of doubles that's why I haven't played it before it doesn't make sense because I've always gone pretty well here in singles so I'm not gonna on my off day play potentially five sets of doubles. Uh, that was Nick Kyrgios, uh, as Todd Woodbridge was sitting in uh, that press conference. Uh, a great Wimbledon champion. Who wants to watch the best of five in doubles? They're Wimbledon. They love the best of five. But uh, look, we want Nick to focus on uh, the singles. No doubt about that. He's got Paul Jubb, uh, the wild card from GB in the first round, 217 in the world. So should win that. Uh, likely Kranovic in round two, Bautista Agudo Shapovalov, uh, that's round four. I'm skipping one. Pass looking like round three, although he has gone out first round twice, Stefanos, but did win in the grass of Mallorca, on the grass of Mallorca over the weekend, and then a Berrettini likely matchup in a quarterfinal. Uh, we salute the great Frank Sedgman tonight because 70 years ago, he won the singles, he won the doubles, and he won the mixed doubles. Josh Herriot on our website has got an exclusive interview with uh, Frank. You can have a read of that at thefirstserve.com.au and uh, the great Kuyong Lawn Tennis Club uh, will honour Frank in about a week's time. He's 94 and still going beautifully. He's got a racehorse. He's as sharp as a tack, Frank. Uh, thanks to Yonex, 76 years of performance product crafted in Japan. Check out their latest range at yonex.com. Wimbledon, Channel 9, Stan Sport. You can catch that when the covers come off. We'll talk to you from 7.30 again next uh, Monday night. Have a great week. Enjoy the tennis. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.